0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode on the Think It Through podcast, the podcast that states there is no truth until you decide what truth is, and we're here to help you think it through. And on today's show, give you a little update on my Browns, tell you how I feel about them at this juncture. Currently, they're sitting at five and three, coming off a bye week, and I'm reflecting on... Millennial mindset, and why I say the time is now to get our socioeconomic and political houses in order. Stick around and join us so that we can think you through. Hello, everybody. And welcome to yet another episode on the Think It Through podcast here. And as I said in the opening, um, we're going to do a little hodgepodge today. I want to give you my thoughts on how I feel and and talk to you guys on some fun stuff too. I want to give you my thoughts because uh, those that know, I am a Browns girl at heart. I love my Browns. That is how I escape the matrix on my downtime when I have some time, when I'm not reading or um, working on my college stuff or um, consulting with friends and when I have that little bit of me time. So starting off, um, since I started with the Browns, I'm going to go with the Browns. (laughs) Now, my brownies are currently at five and three, and they're going to get back in action here this Sunday. And I'm a little bit surprised because all my life, (laughs) I've been waiting (laughs) to see the browns be the browns that they were before I was born. And when I was a very little girl, I started watching the browns when I was 10. So I've been watching the browns for 20 years now, since they've opened up their current site which is at first energy and uh, like i said if you've heard my previous episode when i talked about my browns um, they uh everybody knows that they left cleveland and they became the baltimore ravens and um the last 20 years we've been at <laughs> we've been the doormat of the NFL it's like they're the red-headed stepchild of the NFL so this season I think for the, for as long as Baker's been here get a get a, get a guy credit uh as long as he's been the quarterback they've tried to make some things happen and they've steadily increased their wins like not in a sense of what's on paper but the way that they're playing, the way that they're molding themselves into an actual NFL team, because the last mm, 20 years, people have been guessing whether or not is this an NFL team or is this a college team? Is this a high school team? Because they certainly have not played up to their glory days. And I think that Cleveland's is going to have the last laugh. <laughs> if, if it holds true that the NFL is going to extend those playoff spots my brownies is going to get one. And if they stay healthy, we're supposed to get Wyatt Teller back, who's the center, highest graded center in the NFL right now. Um, get Nick Chubb back, still questionable. He hasn't played for four games. And um, this bye week really helped us out because we were running on fumes, you know. Uh, we lost OBJ. And, um... That kind of put a stint or a monkey wrench into their world domination plans, but I have I have supreme confidence in what I'm seeing. A lot of people think that you have to keep on moving parts and moving parts and moving parts, and for the for the Browns for everybody that no, that's not how the Browns get down because they are they don't they don't assimilate to change. Uh, correctly like other teams you can you can move a few parts you can move a head coach you can do a total rebuild and many people can take the scraps that they're given and they can chalk it up and next year go to the playoffs the Browns is not like that if you move a piece out of the puzzle 20 years has shown us that they do not adapt well to change and they need some continuity. I think that's the only thing that's missing. You got Miles Garrett who uh he better not get snubbed for the defensive player of the year. Uh had he not got suspended last year, that that would have been a lock. Um you got Miles uh, not I said Miles, but uh Baker, you got Baker, uh, you got Hollywood, who who's a young man who deserves some reps, because um, he's consistent, he's reliable, he's shown that with the little amount of catches that he's had this, this season with his targets. Uh, you got Juice Landry. <laughs> Juice, in the last two games, has dropped balls, dropped footballs, in a manner in which If you know Juice Landry and you've seen him play with the Browns, you know that he has been Mr. Reliable. He the last two games, he hasn't been himself. And I think that that is a matter of they feel the win. They feel that they have gained, they strive. And when the ball is thrown to you, you want to make the most out of everything. And I think there's a lot of pressure on the Browns. And I think that that's a, that's what his, his drops is about because he's one of the faces of this franchise, him, uh, OBJ, uh, miles and Baker. So if, and Nick Chubb, if you don't see him making those big plays, I know that Juice, uh, he, he don't feel right, you know, because he he's, he's dropped some pretty good passes that normally he, he catch. So I hope that that turns around because we need this. We need this. These Browns, when they're playing, they've been putting up more than 30 points. And that's telling because we haven't had that in a long time. They're actually putting up legitimate football points. They're not just barely getting to 20 and all we're doing is kicking field goals. No, they're really trying to do something. I do think that they should have won against uh, the Raiders. That was supposed to be a gimme. But I talked to a few of my football friends and they were like, no, Alicia. uh, That was and take it or leave it. They could either take the win But the loss should not hurt us. Knock on wood, it should not hurt us. Um, That was one of those playoff positioning games. Because at the rate that they're going, I know that they have their eyes set on a particular uh, team. Uh, If they would have won last week, they would probably be playing a... um, I don't know if it's the Titans or... I know it ain't, I know it ain't the Steelers, but it was, it was a team that, uh, they wanted to drop out of that position so they can link up with someone else. So that was, from what I'm told, that was a playoff positioning game. So they dropped it. So we'll have to see how they get back in the win column this Sunday against the Texans. This is going to be interesting because I think that Duke Johnson, who used to play with us at running back, he's in Texas. So this is going to be um, awesome to watch if Nick Chubb plays. Um, he is still, now the man's been out four games, and the man is still leading the league <laughs> and plays of 20 yards or better. That says something about the talent level of Mr. Nick Chubb. Because the boy can run. He can run. If, if we had a strong line where we had a fullback, Nick Chubb would be – he would be putting up Barry Sanders numbers almost, almost. That Nick Chubb, he he could easily be doing 140 a game. If, if we were the type of team that had a fullback – where you knew that your fullback was going to punch out some holes for you. Nick Chubb, he, he's the truth. He's the truth. Now, being as though he hurt his ankle or something like that, he hurt his, he hurt his leg. His leg or foot. But that'll be telling because uh, he need them feet. He need them feet. So, I'm hoping that he comes back 100%. I hope he isn't afraid to plant that foot because uh, that that was another uh, award that was stripped away from us uh, last year because that was supposed to be the, the leading rusher last year. And it went to uh, the Tennessee Titans, uh, Derrick Henry. I don't see the praise about Derrick Henry. He's not someone that's explosive as a Nick Chubb. Maybe because I'm not a Tennessee Titan and I'm a, uh, I'm a part of the dog pound, but I just don't see him. Um, I, I don't, I don't get the hype about him and versus someone like a Nicholas Chubb. I, I, I don't see it. Um, my boy, Miles, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that he can get some more strip sacks because his energy. If you've seen him play this season, he's on a mission. He's added something to his to his playing ability, and that is the strip sack. The, the strip sack. Um, usually, he, he, he's you know he's gonna he's gonna get you on the ground one way or the other, or he's gonna cause a lot of pressures. But for him to have back-to-back games where he's stripping the ball and causing a forced turnover. That's amazing. And he, he hasn't even hit his prime yet. Like that's the crazy thing. He's a big man that can move. And his, his agility is something that I admire because most, most edge rushers, they're short, they're, they're, they're average height and they're stout, but there's they're power, but not they're not as agile. If you've seen people, the last person that I seen that was like that was probably like a Ray Rice, and that Ray Rice, what's his name? Oh my goodness, Ray Lewis, I think that's his name. Uh that is the only guy that I actually saw that was on defense that when he when he came to get you, he looked like a swan almost. He 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 looked graceful that's what miles garrett looks like he he is a he's a master at moving his feet correctly um then you got somebody like uh ward that young man added a slide the man slid up under his defender and got a tackle a leg tackle that was awesome. See my Browns are coming together. See that? Only happens when you got the chemistry. Because see when you first come in to play on a team, you you and I know this because believe it or not, I used to be an athlete. <laughs> Tell nobody I said that, but when you get to a team, you go textbook. We do plays the textbook way and but when you got a chemistry there and you trust the people that you're playing with now you can add a little swag we can do exotic looks and we can make plays and we can make it look flashy that's what that's what Denzel did he's getting comfortable he liked Cleveland I hope he stay uh is he gonna be at the level of a uh Joe Hayden I don't know I don't know because to me um I only got a few players that I liked out of this generation of Browns in the last 20 years. And that was, uh, I liked Dennis Northcutt. I liked, um, uh, let's see. I liked Derek Anderson. I liked, uh, Joe Juravicious. I liked, uh, uh, what's his name? Ward. I liked Ward and, um, I liked Colt McCoy and I, I love Joe Thomas and I love, 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 love uh, Josh Cribbs. Dr- Josh Cribbs to me, besides uh, Jim Brown, Josh Cribbs is in my top three favorite uh, Browns of all time. What that man did in this generation of Browns, and, uh, and, and, and uh, while they've been at the first Energy Stadium, that man did it all. That's why they called him Mr. Everything. He was supposed to be a kick return, pump returner, was a wide receiver. His initial talent was quarterback in college. He threw the ball for the Browns a couple of times when it came to the Wildcat formation. He was a master at it. the the man wherever you line him up if they told if 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 josh was still playing and he was younger and he was in his prime and the browns told him well we need you on the defense side today i bet you he'll line up that man he was a dog and i i I respect his game play but i'm excited i'm really excited for my browns i need them to keep on chugging along Because I would love to uh, be at a game when they're in the playoffs. Hopefully, we won't have to keep on wearing these stupid masks. But (laughs) I digress. No, so that's what um, I'm excited. I'm truly excited. I think that uh, we might have some continuity with uh, Kevin Stefanski. God willing, we get out of this season with a winning record. And that they keep him around. I don't think that the Browns should be trying to. If you gave. Hugh Jackson. Three years. And he went three. 36 and one. Then there's no reason. Why we can't have. uh, Kevin Stefanski. Back for another season. And with that. We'll take a break. And when we come back. We'll get into my thoughts and feelings on my community and what, what, what 2020 really should mean moving forward. Kick back, relax, and let's continue to think it true. everybody and welcome back um as i say this i don't want to exclude anyone but i can only speak for that of which i know and i know my people and as you guys know you are talking to an african american mother and woman and a budding entrepreneur um as I've sat back and I, and we're all experiencing 2020 in different ways. Some people, it's been the worst of years for them. It's just been nothing but utter hell and chaos for some. And for others, it's been this eye-opening year of steady confirmation and validation. And for others, it's been... Um, A year of great harvest for people. I have a lot of my friends that uh, I went to high school with, and they are doing phenomenal things. There's about four gentlemen that I know who I went to high school with, and they have popped off their uh, business endeavors to the 10th degree, and it's going great. And I love that because the statistics on african-american males in my generation is always skewed in a negative light you know they still think that this is the 90s and this is the crack era and that there's no hope for these young brothers and these men that i know they're defying the odds they are showing their peers that no we have skills we have talents And everybody don't want to sell drugs. We don't want to go down a dead-end path. And these men are fathers. They are fathers. They are active in their family. And these men are doing great things. And I love it. Some of my friends I know they're on the opposite end of the totem pole. And it's been a year of steady obstacles and uh things that they thought were going to work out it hasn't worked out and that may be a matter of frequency and you might you might not you might not um be here for what I have to say and that's fine but I definitely think that Given the time that we're in, we really do have to look at ourselves a little more closely because there's a shift happening. And a lot of people are not, they're not vibrating high enough to where they're seeing the shift happen because if you, if you play closer attention and you were vibing at a higher level, everything that's happening is supposed to happen. It's supposed to go down like this. It's supposed to, it's supposed to be a shift, and you were supposed to be a part of it. The thing that I'm saying with most people is either they're prepared or they're not. And if you're not prepared right now, it's not about your status. It's not about how much money you got. It, it, it's not about your education level, it's about your frequency. And if you haven't made that frequency switch to wanna vibrate higher, to wanna vibrate with people who are of like mind, who are pushing you to do better, to be better, to expand, to be more aware, to to open up that parachute, so to speak, you're not with the right people and your frequency is way off. I see some people that I that I no longer associate with. They're not they're not here for the shift. They're not here for the leveling up. And what I mean by that when I'm looking at my my generation and my peers especially this year social economically and politically what are we going to do? Because we can't we can't rely on grandma and grandpa to fight this fight that we're we're living through. They're on their way out the door. And they're tired. And everything that you were supposed to get if you haven't got it by now, I'm sorry to say you won't get it. I'm sorry to say you just won't get it. And I'm sitting here and I'm and I'm watching and I'm sensing how people are acting. And it's like you don't see and I'm gonna say it, it's a reset happening. And people they're just going along to get along and they don't understand that you're you're walking off a cliff. You're walking off a cliff. You don't have no 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 vision for yourself. You're not trying to pull yourself higher. Get an education. Get a skill and expand upon it. Some people have just given up and it, and it and it, and it, it's sad that they they don't they don't want nothing. I I and I and I understand what that's like because I, I've come through chronic depression. I've come through that dark night of the soul where I literally was hurting the inside because I did not know what I wanted out of life. I didn't know what what my life purpose was. And for years, that dark cloud followed me. I had a child. I had everything that I needed, but I couldn't see that what I needed was myself and when i figured out that it was me that i had to go out here and and live up to what i wanted i wanted my degree and i and i'm almost there when i figured out that what was missing in my life was education and not just education on a physical note but spiritually because i had shut shut myself off from even wanting to learn, and so I'm someone who I have to, I have to have information. And if I don't have information, then I feel like I'm hopeless. I, I posted something on my Facebook and it said that books are my love language, and that's real because that's how I feel. I feel like I want to know. I don't, I don't stress about a lot of things that I used to because I know that in the end, it's gonna work out. And what 2020 has done for me, it has given me a confirmation and a, and a and an epiphany that all I got to do is keep on keeping on. I have a plan for myself and I'm executing that plan. I'm doing a lot of things at once and I signed up for this so I got to see it through. No matter how I see it through, I got to see it through. And... I'm sitting and, 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 and when I, as I'm saying this, this is not a judgment, but I'm irritated because I'm a with, I'm with and apart and accept the shift that is happening. But I don't see enough people that are doing the same thing. And I'm not saying you got to do what I'm doing, but you should at least be aware of what's going on. And a lot of people just, they're like, they're like, they're brain dead. They're spiritually brain dead. And see, if you take care of your spiritual, I promise you, I promise you, that's going to trickle over into your mental and physical. I promise you, it's spirit first, because you are not you. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. They don't say that you're a human being having a spiritual uh, experience. That's not how that motto go. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. So if you take care of your spiritual and you nourish your spiritual, you gonna get taken care of mentally and physically. It's, it's going to happen. Notice I didn't say religiously. I said spiritual. And spiritual is a it's, it's you. If you take care of yourself spiritually, everything else will play itself out the way it's supposed to. You're going to get knocked down. You're going to get pushed back. You're going to have setbacks. You're going to have obstacles. But if you figure out a way to get through those obstacles... I promise you it you won't fail you won't and everything around you peripherally and externally it's gonna you you're gonna find people that are of like mind and i'm saying this because i don't like i said i don't i'm not trying to my job isn't to get you to think the way I the way I'm thinking. My job here is to get you to think higher and to think critically. But if you can't if you cannot see what's going on and how that is going to affect you, you're not a part of the shift and you're gonna get left behind spiritually. There's gonna be two different frequencies. You either gonna be up or you're gonna be down. And I and that's just putting it in layman's terms. But for those of us that are aware, it's like we can see, we can see the game for how it's being played. We can see the journey ahead, and we know where the landmines at. So we're we're walking with caution. We're walking, and we're we're aware. But for this generation, everything is here at our disposal. We don't have to be slaves. We don't have to uh, go along to get along. This is our time. If you are young, if you are, if you're 35 and under, you don't even have to you don't even have to stress. The only thing that you have to do is be diligent, diligent, and aware. If you do those two things, I promise you, you could change the world right now. But see, most of us are paying attention to things that it, it, it don't even matter. You worried about what's going on on what's going on with the ratchetness, and I like ratchetness, but it serves it serves its purpose to be my escape. But in terms of wanting to to be a, cause I'm i am <laughs> I'm gonna let you know something. My heart, my true heart, is in activism. I knew since I was a child that I wanted to be an activist, but I didn't want to put a label on it because I love children, I love the earth, uh, I love politics, but I I, I don't <laughs> the only thing that I haven't done yet is put all of those together. So this podcast is helping me because I'm I'm giving you my thoughts in real time, and when I tell you that politics, politics and grassroots campaigning it helped mold me and shape me because I know how to I know how to touch people I know how to get out there and be one with the people if you had a campaign right now I bet you I could I bet you I could strategize you to victory I bet you that I promise that you know why because I've done it and I've sat down with people and I've talked to people and I and I see how it works and then I Went on the other side of the table and I did it from the civic point of being a poll worker. I know how this game is supposed to go. But see, we live in a different time where it's not about your physical. It's not about you necessarily hitting the pavement. It's about you knowing how to socially express yourself online. So it's a different different playing field, but nonetheless, the game is still the same. And it's a lot of us who, who are not aware that there's even a game being played. Because like I told y'all before, if you're going to play the game, play the game to win. Don't just be playing the game and just be playing the game. And then some of, some of us know the rules. Some of us know the little cheat codes. Some Like, if you're going to play a game, play it to win. And a lot of us are not aware. <laughs> a lot of us are not aware of what's going on. And I... And I I harp on politics because you have to, you have to understand that these people that we've elected, these people are running off a script that is set to be the premise of our demise. And wh- what do I, what do I, what do I mean by that? Well, what I'm saying is. And I've said this in previous episodes, if you don't understand what Agenda 21 is and Agenda 2020 and Agenda 2030 is, or Agenda 21, you don't even understand. And it's it's our generation. Mama, daddy, and grandpa, they done. They done. They're not accounting for them no more. It's up to us to wake up. And a part of that is social and economical. We got to get our businesses off the ground. We got to. Because money is a utility. It's not a status. It's a utility. Just like your lights is a utility. Just like you paying on your mortgage is a a utility. But you got to have a way to pay for it without depending on Uncle Sam. And I'm going through this now. Like I'm saying this... And I'm saying it because I'm coming to you from an honest place. But it does and I'm sorry. And I and I feel like I'm just saying this and just saying this. I'm saying this because and I'm going back to politics because that's where it starts. Because everything that you're going through is written in law. But if you don't understand the law and you don't understand the politics and you don't understand where you live at, you don't understand who you're kind of. Your, your councilman is in the ward that you live in, whether you have a city manager, whether you have a city. Do you know what city planning is? Do you know who your mayor is? Do you understand that they've taken an oath to Agenda 21 and that you live in Agenda 21 city? Do you even know what a sanctuary city really means? It's not about the immigrants. See that if you don't know what the dreamers and DACA is about, you don't understand so when I say reference this and I say it to you, I'm I'm begging you, I'm begging you to go read. But see, some of y'all are not with the frequency shift, so you think that this is fine. Everything that you're going through right now is not fine. It's not fine for you to be walking around with a mask on your face that's going to suffocate you. It's not fine for you to think that now, and you could go to the independent the independent.co.uk and they put out a <laughs> an article from Ticketmaster and they said that now they want you to test negative and prove it if you got COVID. They want you to be COVID negative or for you to get this shot this this vaccine. That was <laughs> that was written so when you see people saying, no, baby, this ain't no pandemic, this is pandemic. They planned on this happening. This ain't overnight. Governments do not work on a day-to-day, year-to-year basis. They work on a decade or more basis. They already know what's gonna happen before it happened. So when you are sitting over here looking dumbfound, of how could this how could they just shut us down how could because they planned on it and they told you this see one thing about them and i don't have to name a name you know who i'm talking about they have to tell you the truth in advance so they have to get you to be desensitized you have to watch the simpsons you have to watch movies and they gotta put it there because that's their oath they take an oath to tell you what's going on before it happens and it sounds crazy so you'll be labeled a conspiracy theorist because you're actually telling the truth and it's factual. You can go back and back it up. I And this is why I say I, I'm irritated with people because I try to enlighten people and I try to tell people, you know, this is what's going on. Oh, you you sound like a, a right wing conspiracy theorist or you sound like you are a Trump supporter or you s- No, I'm not. I'm telling you, I'm telling you something that you can take to the bank and cash out. If you want to live in a lockdown country and you want that, that's on you. I don't want to live like that. You are slowly being marched into communism I study politics. I see how this works. We have gone from a representative republic to a democratic republic. Where it has gone from the individual to the majority. You are being marched into. Because you, you, at this point you're an oligarchy. You are a, I should say, an oligarchy. Mixed with a, a, a democratic uh, uh, socialist technocracy—that's what you're going through. And the first step of that is Marxism. This is why they talk about redistribute uh, redistribution of wealth and things of that nature. If you don't understand that your last hope, truthfully and honestly speaking, And I'm going to lose all of my listeners. I'm going to lose all y'all. But I'm going to say it. Because you can't put a muzzle on me. And then think that it's going to be okay. No I'm going kicking and screaming. Donald Trump actually was your way out. And it it hurt for me to say that. But Donald Trump was your way out. So now because. Many people believed it, Joe has this. Win in the back. You don't know the people that he coming with. He coming with the same old, same old. He's coming with China. He's coming with Bill Gates. He's coming with the Clinton Foundation. And y'all don't even, y'all don't, you, you, you gotta read. Read into these people. Stop thinking that everything that, People like me are saying it it, is fake. It's not fake. If they're putting it out there and they're telling you on their website what they're about, the companies that they're invested in, and then you go and look at those companies and you find out like companies like Monsanto is designed, is designed uh, to give you fake food. That's what the GMO is. These people are playing with your water, playing with your air, and you, you ain't woke up yet. We have become social engineered to our demise. And no one is talking about it. Mainstream media is mockingbird media. They are controlled by the CIA and Mossad. They run off a script. Mainstream media is ran off a script. So when they come to you and they're talking to you, they're pontificating on their script. They're not giving you true journalism. You don't see boots on the ground no more. You don't see that. Most of these places, when they're directing um, certain things like that cargo van, that that, that uh, uh, those people that was in that caravan that was coming from uh, South America and they had to walk all the way to America, that was a script. Those people didn't go nowhere. That was all paid for and planned on. Those people were in buses every time the camera stopped. Like, but y'all think that it's real because you only see a piece. You see the piece in the narrative that they want you to see. And I'm saying this to the millennials, and I'm saying this to people that are in my age bracket. We gotta get it together. Because y'all y'all wanna look good, y'all wanna sit lean, y'all wanna play and watch love and hip hop. Y'all y'all waiting on that. Y'all want to do the Housewives of Atlanta. That's cool. But do it in a balance where you're understanding what's going on outside of that. Now, see, I could talk to you about sports. I could talk to you about pop culture. I like music, too. But I always come back to what's going on, what's really going on. And if we and see the only thing about this generation is that we're not mobilized politically. (sighs) That's the problem. I love my brothers that's getting money, but they ain't. They ain't. They not backing a candidate. They're not putting together a a voting block. See, and this is where we get into Dr. Claude Anderson. This man put together a five point plan for black people. He said, You gotta essentially, it's about group economics. Group economics is number one. If you can master group economics, it's gonna pay for everything else because it costs money. Money is a utility, it's not a status. Money is a utility. You need it. Now, whether you wanna pay with Bitcoin, whether you wanna use the Federal Reserve note, which is its own institution it is not federal it has nothing to do with the government understand that go back and research go read the book uh the creature from jekyll island look that up that's a, that's a must-have you must have that book you must understand how money works that that's not that's not me saying it just to be saying no that's a must-have go read that book understand what the what the act of 1913 was Then go understand why uh, uh, you had the Great Depression. Understand how that worked. Understand how you had a depression in 2000. uh, Yeah, I think it was 2000 or 2002. Go back and look and then go look at the housing crash of 2008 and the Great Recession. Go look at that because they they play with the money. Every few years they play with it. Now we getting digital. But y'all didn't know about that because y'all didn't read that. That's in the law too. Go look it up. The Fed coin. Oh yeah, they've been trying. They they told you, 15 years ago that they wanted to do the Amero. Couldn't do it. So once people got hit to that, they had to push it off and delay it. Then they came out with the Cares Act and the Heroes Act and the Heals Act. Go look at those three acts, and look at when they were signed. Look at when they were introduced. I should say. It ain't about when, it ain't about when they get the vote. It's when did they when did they introduce this bill because that's when they were formulating it. And now it's happening. Go back and look at HR Bill 6666. 6666 from con- Congress member Bob uh, Bobby Rush out of Illinois. And he's a Democrat. He's a Democrat. Go look at the contract tracing bill. That's how, that's how Ticketmaster got its way and start telling you, oh, you, you can't come unless you got the vaccine. No, they've been telling you that they want to do the contract tracing, but y'all, y'all think it's cool. These people, and I'm saying this to African-Americans, especially because we the most dumbest ones out here. Y'all been kissing ass all 2020 to these Democrats and you think that they about to help you. You think they about to help you? Now it it was a few Republican people that was running and they were black and y'all did not vote for them. Y'all did not show up for them because they're Republican. Not knowing that the Republican party is your party because you created it. You gave your power to these white people. It's a bait and switch baby. Go look at the history of the Republican Party and how I got started and who started it and where it was started at and why. And then you sit over here and shit on people that look like you that's trying to do something good for you. Because like I said in my previous episode that if you keep on doing the same thing with the same key players and doing the same thing oh, you're going to get the same shit. Same people's same strategy Same result. You need different people with a different strategy to give you a different result, and I'm pissed off about it because my generation and my people, y'all, are still asleep. You still think that by kissing ass to these Democrats that they're going to do something for you? They ain't did nothing. Do you not know that the Congressional Black Caucus is the number one caucus in the Congress? And they ain't did not man nothing to push us ahead. You don't think that that's strange? It don't matter who the president is because the president is only here to enforce the laws that he is being presented with. That's why I kept on saying in previous episodes, it's not about one man. He is akin to a LLC or an incorporation. And we gonna talk about that on my next episode because I got some straight hot fire for y'all. Cause I, I do. And I, I'm gonna break it, break it down. And I'm and I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you resources where you can go look 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 it up yourself. But the CBC, Congressional Black Caucus. Is the number one caucus in Congress, but they ain't did nothing for us. Now, I live in Cleveland. My representative is Marsha Fudge. I could take her or leave her. I don't have any personal ill feelings towards that woman because I don't know her. But I know her work and I know her voting record. This lady, Marsha Fudge, the only thing that I wish for her besides health, I wish health and peace for her but I wish she would keep it real and because she is my representative because I am her constituent I wish that she would understand that people like her and of her influence you come, we coming from the poorest city in the nation and we illiterate as fuck that's a problem my if I had the chance to sit down and talk to her on behalf of my generation and my people I would say listen what are what are y'all gonna do because you are you are part of the legislative body when when is we gonna get our just due? what do I mean we need decent education The monopoly on public education and and, and the way that a curriculum is created, that has to change. You know, history is always written by the victor and I understand that, but the reason why there's a disconnect between the civil rights era and my generation is that there is no accountability in terms of history. We've lost that because my generation don't see themselves in history for the most part. They know what we did. Yeah, we know we come from kings and queens and all that. But what happened after antebellum slavery? What happened? Nobody talks about that. There is a difference between us and everybody else on this motherfucking land mass. I don't mean to cuss, but I'm getting heated. Where are we? The Congressional Black Caucus has the power and resources to tell the freaking truth. Tell the truth. Who are we? Y'all know who we are. Y'all are the number one caucus in the Congress. Y'all are a part of the top 1%. When it comes to influence, I didn't say power. I said influence because the people that you think is giving you leadership and they not, they, they not the head of that pyramid, but they are number one in terms of influence because they are a legislative body. What pisses me off. And I'm saying this to you is because they got the resources to tell the truth. They got the resources to, to tell you the genealogy, to show you where you need to go, to show you the contracts. What contracts did the United States put together? Because there's a difference between the United States of America and the United States. Now, <laughs> I bet you didn't know. There's a now a difference between the United States of America, the United States Incorporated, and the United States LLC. LLC. Y'all didn't know that. Y'all didn't know that. We are living in a defunct system. That's why everything crashing. That's why they have to do a redistribution of wealth. Oh, yeah. While you were sitting at home and I was sitting at home and we couldn't go nowhere. But we're steadily on Amazon. We're steadily using Google and Facebook. We're still using products and services from multinational corporations that don't give a shit about us. Oh yeah, that transfer of wealth of over uh, ten trillion dollars. Oh yeah, because they knew that they couldn't take it from us hand to hand. So how do we take money from people? Well, I need you to stay the fuck home. You can't be out and about because we have to do the we have to change the song because we still doing we still doing musical chairs. The World Economic Forum told you that you are in the middle of a great reset and that they were going to use COVID-19 as the as the catalyst to have that reset. But y'all still think that, oh, it's real. I'm not saying it's not real in terms of people getting sick but most of the people that are getting sick have already have pre-existing conditions a lot of what's going on is a mixture of pre-existing co- conditions and acute radiation poisoning i'm not gonna argue with y'all about that but i've done my research and y'all you can say what you want to say and i want y'all to find y'all own truth and this is where i'm saying to my generation, where. It can't just me be me and, and a couple of other people. Our parents are tired. They're not ready to fight. They're they done. They got through civil rights and that was it. They was it. That was, that was it. But we're on the precipice of, of a change and no one's speaking up about it. We got. Well, my generation we have to have an education you have to have a skill and you have to have a business it's mandatory at this point because the way that the government is going if you depend on them for anything then you have to submit to their agenda and you don't want that because if a majority of us have to depend on them then they're going to continue to move forward with their plans did you hear me if you continue to have to depend on them then you're gonna to have to go forward with their plans and a majority of us if you if you haven't gone to get a skill get you a skill if you someone who, who's like me i like information so i don't mind going to college i don't mind but you have to you have to take a skill and turn it into a business for yourself it's a whole lot of money out there. We just ain't tapped into it yet. It's a whole lot of money out there. But no one that looks like us is telling us how to go get that money. I know how to go get that money. I know where it's at. I would love to tell y'all. All you got to do is <laughs> hit me up and leave me a voice message. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the real deal. But it's not... Many, many of us that's, in, that's willing to redistribute that wealth. See, the difference between black folk and white folk is that white folk, they do business with one another. They got, they got banks. They have schools. They have hospitals. They have a whole government. And they rely on one another. But in terms of that trickling over to black folk for us to understand what's really happening, we ain't did that yet. And to me, that, that's a problem. Because in this stage of the game, we're going to need one another. We're going to need to collaborate. So that we're sharing information, we're, we're getting A part of that five point plan. If you practice group economics first, that's going to pay for everything else. What is everything else, Alicia? You got to control your image, you have to run your own candidates, and that's not. That goes into, when I say run your candidates, you have to get a part of the court system. You have to. It's money, then running your candidate. Because either you're going to run it, meaning that you're going to put them out in front, you're going to back them. Or you're going to financially help them. You have to get somebody. We have to to do one and two together. Because at this point, we know about the money. But now we have to get into politics where we're infiltrating it for the better. You got to get a candidate and you got to know, okay, now when you get in there, because I didn't cut you a check, this is what we got to do. We got to get the best of us that's going to start running for city prosecutor, running for mayor, running for district attorney. Running for attorneys general office, putting them at the heads of police departments and the police union. We have to start participating. Because the only way, and this is and I'm and I'm using reverse psychology because that's what was used on us. This land was usurped because they infiltrated us. Now you gotta infiltrate it back. This is like the spook who sat by the door. That's what we got to do. We got to put people in place where they're working for our best good without compromising unapologetically. We got a lot of people that's in office. They scary. White men say jump. They say ha ha. Black men say I need help. Why? What you mean why? I need help. How can we get ahead? Oh, I ain't, I ain't speak to master today. So master say no. No. Oh. No. This is why in my first or second episode, I went in so hard on Kamala Harris. Because I know for a fact. I know for a fact. It's not my feelings. I know for a fact. That lady ain't gonna do nothing without the DNC telling her to. This lady is a part of the Divine Nine. Meaning that she is a she's a black Greek. If the, if the CBC who's already in place and they're the number one caucus and prime primarily democrat do you think that she's going to be sh- she's going to be uh working on your behalf no because it, it starts from the top the office of the president and vice president is to enforce the law. But if the CBC ain't came up with legislation that's benefiting those who look like them, do you think that she going to do the same? She going to do it? No. No, that's not how that works. Now, I want her to do good because if she do good and she's a woman, that, that can benefit me. But when you look at the optics, that that's not going to go right. Look at Obama. A lot of people like to sit over here and say, well, he had his hands tied. Yes, he did, and I'll attest to that. But my argument back is so. You know how many times Donald just sat over here and used his executive privilege, which is another word for executive order, to enact things even after the fact? He ain't waiting. He is not waiting. That man's picking up a pen and getting what he wants done. Nobody's going to start caring for us until we care for us. And how do we care for us in this notion? You got to start putting money behind people that is going to do your bidding. Then you have to infiltrate the court system. If we all getting arrested, especially black men. So you got people, see this is this how it works. You got to have the money, okay? Now you got the money. Now you got the candidates. So now you can get a city council that is not going to be so harsh on your own kinfolk, okay? Then you got to get to the court system where you're going to get judges and district attorneys and and, and, and things of that nature and attorney generals and prosecutors that's going to do your bidding. They're not going to be letting us get the book thrown at us. That's not how that work. You don't take out your teammate. We take we we, on, we supposed to be on the team. That's not. That's not. That's not how that work. You don't. You don't go against your brother. You don't. You don't do that. But you got to have the money. Once you have the money and you can run your own candidate, then you get it. You got to. You got to have the courts. Then you gotta have the police. Police gotta be on call too. Once you've done those things, then you got to have the most powerful, powerful piece of the puzzle to this. And that is owning your own media. Now, I'm proud to say, and I'm going to talk to him. It's a brother. That's a part. uh, He's in my age bracket. Brother Sage is coming out with AFReview. It's a black-owned news media company that's telling news from the perspective of the African man and woman. And I'm proud of that. That I'm gonna rep that so hard. I'm it's, listen. And he's due to touchdown in Ghana at the end of the month. He's not playing no games. If you don't have a media that's gonna put in positive images. Of your people. What are you doing? Everything that we see about us in the in the main sense, if it's not sports or entertainment, it's not positive. We gotta do better than that, but it takes money. That's why I I I harp on the socioeconomic, because you can't. Politics is good, but unless you got money to play the game, because money is a utility. Always remember that. It's not about flexing on someone. It's not about coming up on someone. It's not about that. But if you don't have no money, you ain't going to be able to play the game the way you think you could play the game. And if you don't have money, then you got to, if you don't have that, at least have a network. Now, I'm, I'm someone who. I'm building up that network because it's a way to go out here and thrive. But if we keep on doing the same thing with the same people, we gonna get the same results. So this shift that is happening, you gotta get with it, or you gonna get left. And if if we don't speak up and get those tangibles, tangibles 2020. We ain't going to be nowhere. We're not going to be nowhere. And this generation, my generation, we got to stand up. We got to start talking. We got to start strategizing. Because censorship, like I said on my last episode, that's going to be the death, the social death of a lot of us. Because they already tried it today. Internet acting funny. YouTube acting funny. you acting funny. Google always acts funny. Because they've made that switch to 5G. That's what net neutrality was about. They want to make a way so that they can slow down this internet too much information is being transpired this is why I say that books are my love language I'm talking about the physical book if there's a way for me to get a physical book I get that book I don't necessarily care for Kindle and all of that because I like to turn the page and all of that see if it's digital you can you can you can uh you can edit it but once you print it out and write it down and make it plain, you can't change it like that uh-uh, can't do that. So, I, I, I'm, I don't want to ramble. But I'm going to always point you in the right direction. Go out here and get you that book, The Creature from Jekyll Island. You can get that. That's a must-have. That was a manifesto. 1984 or an animal farm by George Orwell. That was a manifesto. That wasn't that was that wasn't just a book. That was a blueprint. And they following that blueprint to the T. Understand silent weapons for quiet wars. That was a military manual. That's what's going on now. The, the new the next war ain't gonna be no flesh and blood war. It's the cyber war. And if you don't understand that, listen. Understand what silent weapons and quiet wars. Go get you that manual. Go get it and read it. Understand what agenda twenty one is from the UN. Go ahead and get you Agenda 2020 and uh, Agenda 2030 and understand what's really happening. Go look at the National Defense uh, Act. Go look and reread the Patriot Act. Go read that because that's what's happening now. Go understand what sanctuary cities are. And, and please, study what, what does the NSA do. And study DARPA, D-A-R-P-A. That is a division of the military. Understand that and how that is all, it's all coming together. I always say, the news ain't nothing but Operation Mockingbird playing itself out in front of you. I'm not saying that just to be saying it, because it's. Signed. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that's what it is. You are you are in a in, in the middle of an information war. That's what censorship is about, because too much information is coming out the internet for in a public platform. Such as this. Was never meant to happen. That's where Bill Gates fucked up at. Him and Apple. After they stole. The, the, the He stole the rights from Steve Wozniak. And stuff like that. And another guy. Just like Mark Zuckerberg. Stole Facebook from his three other partners. His name ain't even Mark Zuckerberg. He is a uh, Rockefeller. But you didn't know that. But you didn't know that. It's the same thing. You are in the middle of an information war. And to my generation, you have to know that. Because like I said, the, the next war is not going to be a war of flesh and blood. Shoot them up, bang, bang. That's going to always be around as long as we have guns. That's another reason why I didn't vote for Joe and Kamala because they're going to take it away from you. He told you that on his website, he told you he take, he going to take that back. That's going to be the first thing he do. This is nothing but Nazi Germany. And what was Nazi Germany? They were a socialist democratic country. It was in their name. That's who Germany was. That's what's happening now. And this time it's going to be different because it's going to be young people of color. That's who they're going after. That's why they keep on locking us up and stuff like that. Don't nobody else get locked up but us. But you have to get your money right. You have to get your mind right. You have to get your political and financial house in order now. You can't be worried about no fucking Birkin bag. If it ain't got a, 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 a time capsule... Or a teleporting device in it, don't buy it. Cause it ain't gonna mean you will. Study now. If you're not gonna work to get a new party in place, if you're not for a meritocracy or the expansion of this, this two-party system to where we can have four and five parties. Don't whine and complain when, when America goes to, sh- to hell in the hand-ass. Don't cry. Don't be mad when we sitting over here looking like China with the facial recognition uh, technology which the ALCU has been fighting for the last couple of years and ain't nobody said nothing. Ain't nobody said nothing. You're sitting over here with selfies and and, and using the little different uh, face filters—that's facial recognition. Now you going into places and you have to uh, get get your face scanned and all of that. You turning into China. Ain't nothing wrong with the Chinese people, but your government trying to my Asian people—it's fucked up, and you know it. You know it. All this technology out here could be used for good, but we not using it right. So we all out here dumb and messed up and not knowing. Our parents are tired. Our parents and grandparents are not going to fight this fight that we're going through because they've already done their duty. And it's those of us that got the information. Some of us don't want to share. I'm not one of those people. I'm going to always give you information. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And we here in 2030 and we rocking out. Hey, baby, that's right. We we need to. I ain't trying to go up out of here before, before my time. And I'm damn sure not trying to go into a FEMA camp, but I will. But I will. If you like what's going on, that's you. But if you don't like what's going on, you better start putting the word out. And with that, let's think it through.